Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, JC. Howdy. So happy to have everybody here with us today. And glad to have you as a part of our Daily Journal, which we do Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we are on so many platforms now. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on uh, Instagram, uh, Spotify, Google Music Play, Apple Music, uh, what is it, iTunes. I always say Apple Music. It's Google Music, uh, iTunes. Applesauce. <laughs> Applesauce, Fire Stick. Roku, you name it. Fire pit. There we are. And uh, <laughs> fire pit. Sometimes I wish. Anyway, uh, just glad to have everybody here with us today and glad to be a part of your Liberty Current Events experience, bringing you the current events from a constitutional and principled perspective. Did you ever think that Chicago could get any crazier, JC? Yep. And it has. You know, we've been talking about Mayor Lori Lightfoot a lot lately. Too much. Way too much lately. The, the the lady who is the product of Beetlejuice and... Don King. Don King. Yeah, that's what she said. Don, If Don King and Beetlejuice had a baby, it would be Lori Lightfoot. Crazy. So listen to this story. This is absolutely insane. This is what happened over the weekend. So as reported by CBS Chicago... Mayor Lori Lightfoot ordered a parking ban in the city of Chicago from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. So you can't park your vehicle in Chicago on Sunday from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. <laughs> Sunday, uh, on Sundays, in the neighborhood, in just one neighborhood, of the Philadelphia Romanian Church in response to its intention to hold services that's that's an illegal law that is a law oh my goodness jc what do they call that when they write a law just for one person bill of attainder the bill of attainder that's it very much this is a bill of attainder she wrote an entire parking ordinance for one church yeah how is that even possible how can mayor see this is what happens when the mayor becomes a a monarch so on sunday morning the tow truck showed up and towed not just tow churchgoers but residents and everybody else and even people on a private parking lot used by parishioners according to the news city tow trucks arrived and yanked the vehicles of every single resident, including numerous elderly people and more than a few nurses coming from night shifts, impounded their vehicles and uh, gave them violations for a, a, an ordinance that was posted under 24 hours notice. How can that be any kind of legal legislation in the state of Illinois? This fails so many ways. I don't think Chicago cares, or at least the mayor doesn't care. Yeah, so now, because of a bill of attainder law, <laughs> because of a bill of attainder law, where no public comment was taken, no public notice was given, these people have to pay to have their vehicles, is that, is that a word, unimpounded? They're just released. They're going to have to pay fines and the tow costs. A representative of the local Chicago Alderman questioned that account in a part saying that as of 10 a.m., the police denied that the neighbors were ticketed or towed, much to the chagrin of the neighbors in, who found their vehicles missing. Right. Yeah, right. So our vehicles are missing, okay? And the, and the, the CBS says that uh, it was just the police that stood outside the church and gave tickets. How 
can you be even more of a bill of attainder law than you actually stand outside a church and create a parking ticket for the people of a church? Much to the chagrin of the neighbors who weren't in the church who got the parking ticket, right? So here's what the pastor says. Oh, I got to find this again. The pastor, where did that go? Oh, yeah, okay. The mayor, the pastor says, this is a Romanian church. And the pastor says, the mayor is inciting hate against our church, which is very sad. A lot of our members risked their lives to escape communism, only to find it germinating in 2020 under Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago. He says, we prayed for the mayor and the governor almost every day since March 19th. We will continue to pray for them, yet we are also aware of our constitutional rights and their effort to intimidate us will make us stronger. Amen. Well, you would think that people who, were, who left communism and came to America to escape communism would, number one, recognize what communism, communism actually is. Are, are, are the ones that are going to have the ability to stand up against the mayor. Right. Seriously, come on, people. What kind of world do we live in? I, I just, and this is what I was saying the other day, JC, where I believe that there are certain parts of America that will become politically uninhabitable. This Romanian church is being forced to stand on their own in the city of Chicago. So unless the people of the, of, of, of the city of Chicago come together against Queen Lightfoot or the, uh, what would be a non-gender term for, for a monarch? For monarch, the monarch of, of Chicago, right? The monarch of Chicago needs to be told her place in government. And if the people don't join together to do that, then the city of Chicago will become uninhabitable to people who want to be free. And here's the thing. People always ask me, JC, all the time. You know how many, every single day, multiple times a day, how can the governor do this? How can the mayor do this? The mayor can do this because you let the mayor do this. And people will live in tyranny as long as they will tolerate tyranny. And so you have to realize that at some point in time, you don't want to live on a plantation anymore. You don't want to live under servitude. And only when you get tired of tyranny will you be able to be free. And that's the bottom line. Well, I am so glad that this story came out over the weekend when we have this, this wonderful interview with our friend Bernie Thompson. Bernie Thompson is, I believe, a champion fighter of the people of the rights at the people's rights at the local government he has created by his whether he meant to or not he has created the uh mechanism the strategy to defeat local tyrannical government amen and and you know how he did it jc he went and stuffed the ballot box no, it didn't have anything to do with voting. He defeated the mayor and and a city council member. Mm -hmm. And a city council member. Made them quit. Made them quit. So I am so happy to have Bernie with us today in this wonderfully great interview that we have. Yep, let's get him plugged in. Let's get him you ready? plugged in. Ready? All right, while we go behind the curtain. Welcome to the show, our friend and now political master, Bernie <laughs> Thompson. And no, that's not Bernie Sanders, that's Bernie Thompson. And Bernie Thompson and JC and I have been on a long, long path of liberty and fighting for the you know the good guys as it were bernie and i were at the same radio station in tallahassee florida yeah. actually bernie i got the velvet hammer before you did 
And uh, because my Marty didn't get the velvet hammer. No, he Marty got, didn't get the velvet the hammer. You got the sledgehammer. So the story I the was, I was on the uh, Tallahassee, Florida is our state capital. And I'd been doing a radio show for some time nationally. And they mm -hmm. asked me to come on board their radio station and do a, uh, it was like 6 a.m. or something. It was a yeah, 6 a.m. Right. show. And I don't know, Bernie, I have no idea who they thought they were actually inviting to come do the show because it wasn't but maybe six or eight months into the whole thing. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I get what they call the velvet hammer, which is, you know, your time slot doesn't really work. We're going to move you to a new time slot, which, which they knew we couldn't do. Right. They knew we couldn't do the time slot because of all the traveling and the teaching. So they were basically giving me the boot right. because I was picking on the politicians too much. And it wasn't long after that. Was it long? I don't remember. Time no, flies not by. Very long. Then, Bernie, you came up against some of the good old boy network and it was your turn. But now you, you have yeah. your own show. I mean, yes. Well, Look you, how beautiful you, his set is. You never really stopped. But then you've also picked up this you know, new thing we'll talk about. But first... Tell us about your show, Bernie. Tell us how people no, first, find you. First, tell us about yourself, Bernie, because we'll, yeah. we'll get into all that. Sure. But because we've sure. been friends, guys, this is this is probably my dearest friend on the planet. And so, Bernie, give us a little background. You're a vet. Present uh, party excluded, I'm sure. You're a veteran and, you know, all that good stuff. Background in journalism. Yeah. And make sure you yep, mention yep. your show and everything, too, so people know how to find you. Okay, great. I'm a former Air Force captain. Um, been doing talk radio since uh, 2007. I'm a father of uh, two beautiful uh, daughters and one ugly one. I uh, no, no, I only have two. <laughs> I only have two. Um, and you know, I used to teach uh, English uh, in college, persuasive writing. But right now, uh, I do a talk radio show every night in Tallahassee, from five. I'm sorry, in Pensacola from five till seven central time. So every night we do a talk show on uh, on FM radio, it's on WPNN. And uh, after that, I do a Facebook show and I do the Facebook show here. And that's what I'm excited to talk to you guys about because the Facebook show is where I focus on local government, right? On talk radio, I talk about, you know, national stuff. I talk about state politics, but um, it's the Facebook show that I've had the most success in making a difference, local politics. So, and on the Facebook show, you're in Panama City, and Panama City Beach has had a long, uh, long history of, of corrupt government, and you took out a mayor, made, made the mayor quit, and, and, and I guess another a city councilman? It was the most crooked mayor in Pensacola, I mean, in, in Florida. It's unbelievable. Panama City Beach, his name is Mike Thomas, and he did a four-year term. He'd been in local politics for 20 years, and uh, he had every intention on, on running twice. But after the first four years, he didn't want any more of it, and, and neither did a city councilman uh, by the name of Hector Solis. Uh, and what these guys were doing wrong was incredible. I mean, they were using their office for to benefit themselves. They were using the power of government to intimidate their critics and their neighbors and their business uh, competitors. Um, they were bullying the hell out of uh, uh, employees at City Hall. And one thing that will get my attention faster than anything is if I see a bully. Right. And if I see a bully with the power of government that is violating the public trust and abusing his power, and having conflict of interest after conflict of interest, and we show up, and what happened was I showed up to the first meeting when he took office four years ago, and they changed the rules. They, you could go up and you could make public comments, but they wouldn't answer you. And after about a year or two of that, they decided that they would change the rules even more. They decided that unless you lived in the city, and I lived right outside the city limits, if you didn't live in the city, you couldn't talk about items not on the agenda. They created a new policy to do this. Even though, even I mean, though, it was incredible. Though, See, Panama City Beach is very different. It's one of only two cities in all of Florida that does not have an ad valorem tax. There's no property tax. The government is, the, the city government is funded by a 1% local sales tax. So that means that anybody that buys anything in the city is a stakeholder, is a taxpayer. 
So what they were doing was discriminating against non-resident taxpayers in favor of resident taxpayers. But here was their mistake, and they figured that that would keep me from speaking. Their mistake was the mayor was so crooked, he wanted his business uh, friends to be able to speak. So he said, well, if you own a business in the city, then, then you can speak. So guess what I did? You bought an office in the city. I start. I wish I had I wish I had one of my hats with me. I started a business called Feel the Burn Watchdog Services, and I did it in the city. And at the next meeting, I walked up with my cup and my hat, and I said, uh, I'm the newest business in the city, Feel the Burn Watchdog Services. I started paying the city a dumb city tax, and uh, I got to go up and, and speak. And I did it every single meeting, and I was respectful. I was true. But I was also asking questions like, why aren't you following the same laws that the rest of us have to follow? Why are you using your position to benefit yourself? Why are you giving your wives a raise and girlfriends big giant contracts? And I'm telling you, I did it every single meeting. That's, that's what you talk about being persistent. I mean, we talk about that so many times. Yeah, it's all about not just simply having a presence, but having a persistent presence. You know, I always tell people if it's worth sending an email once, it's worth sending an email once a day for 30 days. Because if you just show up once, you're just an anomaly. They just slough you off if you send an email one time. You know, the the, the, the representative of the city council is not even going to see it. It's just going to go in a trash can somewhere. Yeah, you and you were mentioning about the protest. I mean, we've talked about that. Goodness, over this this last this apocalypse, whatever is going on, um, of got to keep going. Show up there every day, every right. day, every day, every every day. Just just stay stay in their face, which is what 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 Bernie did. Bernie, you you gave you gave these guys nicknames. I used to watch your YouTube videos, man, which were hilarious to see uh, when you'd get on the Facebook show and talk about the things, and you had nicknames for these guys. I, and I don't remember you if you used the nicknames. When you went to the meetings, yeah, we actually made a we made a nickname for our sheriff. We yeah, call him Red, Red Flag Chad. Red so. Flag Chad, <laughs> uh, but I don't remember. I think I think JC actually got that from you because he started yeah. like calling him Red no, Flag. No, absolutely, Chad. absolutely, because I used to remember the, the nicknames, uh, Pay to Play and uh, Shay, and uh, you know, I, and I remember if, if if Bernie called him those names in the meeting, but I, I remember it from the show. Well, he, here's what I did. First of all. Once they denied our right, and because of Chris Ann Hall, I know those five elements of the First Amendment. They're not, they're not our First Amendment rights. They're our First Amendment guarantees. And I know all five of them. I'm part of the 2% because of you. And my favorite one, right to speech and all that stuff, but my favorite one is the right to petition the government for a redress of grievances. And when they said I couldn't do that anymore, I filed a lawsuit, a First Amendment lawsuit against the city of Panama City Beach. And now we're toward the end of it. Uh, they didn't want to settle. The judge, federal judge, would not throw it out. So we're, I'm going to be in trial uh, in July, and I cannot wait. Uh, they should have settled with me because yeah, you, sorry, you, uh, you said something to me on the phone about like depositions. Like you, you were able to like press these guys and, and dig up dirt. I mean, seriously expose them through this whole lawsuit thing? Can you tell us about that? This, this is unbelievable. So I act, people said to me, well, Bernie, you're a great critic after, after a year and a half of, of going to the meetings. Why don't you run for office? And, and when the mayor told me to sit, sit down, I said, you know what? If you keep it up, I'm going to sit right next to you. And I ran for city council. I actually ran for city council, and I lost by this much. And, uh, boy, they were happy about that. But... Um, when I ran, two of them filed defamation lawsuits against me so that the local media would cover it and it would give me less of a chance to win. They filed, uh, a councilman filed a defamation charge and the city manager's girlfriend filed a defamation charge. Well, they both dropped the, char the, the lawsuits against me. Um, and the reason was... The process when, is the punishment. Yeah, oh, man, they thought, they thought they had me. And I thought they had me too, JC, until... Uh, until I figured it out. Here's the thing. If a public figure like a mayor or a city councilman sues you for defamation, they're a public figure. You too and I, people can say all kinds of stuff about us and we can't, the president's frustrated about it. 
but it's it's their first amendment right and and so as public figures we have we have to put up with a lot and so do they well when they sued me what they really were saying is you have damaged my character and reputation so guess what becomes the question at issue their character and reputation what they did was gave me subpoena power to find out everything about their character and reputation over the years and i found jc i found out the craziest things chris ann I found out that one of these guys had a, a feud in Texas a while back and actually wrote go home N-words on a black family's home. And so when I deposed this guy, Hector Chase Solis, uh, I deposed him. Well, I just I did because I was a pro se defendant. So I'm I'm playing lawyer. I couldn't believe they let me. And I I videotaped it. That's right. I videotaped it and I asked him about that and his lawyer almost flipped out. His lawyer quit two weeks later. <laughs> he would not he would not deny that he did that, that he didn't do that. So once they sued me, I put the cameras on him, I subpoenaed them, I deposed them, and I put it on YouTube. And now I can't get one of them to sue me for defamation again. It's on YouTube. It's amazing. You know, Bernie, we we love you, and we know that you're more than a regular guy. To us, you're like Bernie Thompson, the superhero, right? Uh, but what I want people to understand is that 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 you're just the regular guy. You're not a lawyer. Here you are doing depositions. You're representing yourself pro se, and not only that, you're making these people's lives hell, right? Yeah. They hate their job because of you and you're not being ugly you're not being you know obnoxious you're not you're but you're a regular person this is the kind of political activism that we need this is the kind of political this is what our founders meant you know when we read that book the desperate sons mm -hmm. this is the kind of political activism that our founders expected of the american people this yep. is the definition of vigilance Remember that part we were reading, the, the part in that book about the tax stamp with the, the tax collectors, the stamp collectors yes. or whatever it was. And they, you know, th they were so miserable, like some of the tax, the stamp guys would quit or not take the appointment. Oh, yeah. yeah, they would just, they, they met him and say, you don't want this job. Oh, yes, I do. No, no, you don't want this job. So that's Bernie. Yeah, that's making Bernie. Them, making them quit. And that's what, you uh, know, uh, that's... Uh, the original Son of Liberty. That's, that, and that's <laughs> the thing you say about put, you know, yep. make them feel it. Yeah, and everybody has the ability to do this. Yeah, and I, I like to say that, uh, Christiane. I like to say that we need to flip the tortilla on them. See, what I, what I really want to, what I looked at, was where can I make the biggest difference, right? Um, federal uh, government, I really can't make a difference. Not me. Uh, state government, um, it's still very difficult. But local government, I see these cats in the store, right? I can go to the meeting. Um, so I looked at what is the problem. And the problem is that these local politicians, they, they, they basically took the rule of law and turned it into the law of rulers. They thought they were our rulers. They violated our public trust and they did it very brazenly. So that was the problem. So what was the solution? Well, the solution in the past has always been, you can vote, you can go to a city council meeting, you can write letters to the editor, but you know what I learned? That's not enough. And so Chris, you talk about this. You say, look, people tell you, well, you know, voter voting has consequences and they say all these things, right? And you've pointed out, and I got this from you, I got this idea from you. You said, look, our founders didn't intend for us to correct their corrupt behavior through the ballot box. We don't need to wait that long and that's not our only option. So it got me thinking, and here's what I did. I thought, I, I, I remember George Washington's quote where he said, assert your rights or accept every imposition heaped upon you. And I don't like accepting impositions heaped upon me by these jokers. So what I did was, I, I identified the worst two of them, and it was Councilman Hector Solis and Mayor Mike Thomas. I mean, Mayor Mike Thomas makes Boss Hogg look like Mitt Romney. I mean, this dude is unreal. So 
I, I learned, this is my, my approach. I no longer use the conventional approach only. Still do, but not only. My new approach was to make it so miserable for them to be at a city council meeting that they would get, they would get sick before they came. They could, I didn't want them to enjoy a single meeting. And so on my show, I would give them nicknames. And they sued me. And they said, you can't call me these names. And I said, uh, sue me and I'll prove it. <laughs> and I'll have, uh, I'll have subpoena power to prove that you really are Mike Pay-to-Play Thomas. So the mayor became Mike Pay-to-Play Thomas. And he never sued me because I know a story that I still haven't shared where he took a boatload of money for a vote. He crossed his T's and dotted his I's, but he didn't want me to look deeper than that. So he was Mike Pay-to-Play Thomas. The whole town called him Pay-to-Play. He hated that. The other guy, Hector Solis, was a left-wing authoritarian. He actually wanted to have police with binoculars on the beach to catch people drinking beer and digging uh, and, and making sandcastles. Yeah. So I, oh, I remember I the sandcastle police. Yeah, that was, that, we, the we covered the story about the sandcastle police. That's crazy. These people are nuts. And so since he was a left-wing authoritarian named Hector Solis, I called him Che. Che Guevara. So I would call him Hector Che Solis. I even created, man, I created a, a Che Beret. We, we brought it to the meetings. We, I mean, so he, everybody in town thought his name was Che, and it drove him nuts. So when you get a nickname, you've really done a lot of bad things. So number one, I think it is well within the, the political and journalistic American tradition to lampoon public officials. Right. And because I do care deeply about your reputation and your name, I don't do it to everybody. But if you're particularly villainous and you're particularly corrupt, I'm going to name you, I'm going to give you a nickname. So we, we had pay to play Thomas and, and Chase Elise. That's one thing. Number two, I decided to go to every single meeting and uh, ask them questions. But to answer your question, JC, I did not use the nicknames at the meetings. I used my military bearing. I called him Mr. Mayor, Mr. Councilman. Never, ever did I do that. Um, only on my show, where the time was right and the mood was proper. Here, it's okay to do that. But I feel like in a meeting, we should be passionate but never rude. So uh, I, I've just decided that if uh, there's somebody using his position like that, I'm going to make him or her so miserable that they would prefer yeah. not. Yeah, you, you were very prepared, too. I mean, <laughs> when I watched the videos on, on, that you had on the Facebook, which I, I, I think are on your YouTube channel now, um, freaking hilarious, man. And you, you asked pointed questions, you know, pretty much corralled these guys into exposing themselves. So, you know, you did your homework. And some of it's, some of it's just hilarious. When you, you uh, I, I think the one time you basically told the mayor he's out of order uh, or, or one of these other guys out of order and yeah it was hilarious man but what's amazing is is that that bernie's actually using the whole media system against them yeah. so what you're doing is is you have these two different platforms right mm -hmm. so on the youtube channel you are candid and you call them out and you've made up their nicknames but when you're in front of them you use proper decorum, the proper Robert's rules, you're professional, you speak kindly. And here's the thing, they can, when you walk into that meeting, they immediately see the Bernie Sanders, uh, the Bernie Sanders, excuse me, sorry, the Bernie Thompson of the video, of the YouTube yeah. channel. No, and so they're livid. They're, they, they get excited, they get angry. It's just you, no, they walk, you walk in the room and it makes their head explode. It's hilarious because he's like, you're you're like a movie. You're like the star of your own movie, bro. You're like, you play good cop and bad cop, but it's the same actor. And you were telling me, you told me this, that you would go live right before the meeting. Like he was at Bernie's at uh, Mike Thomas's restaurant going live about the handicap parking and all that knowing they're watching it mm -hmm. and they walk into that meeting their blood pressure up and boom he's all he already has them 
<laughs> You're exactly right. <clears throat> it's kind of like playing poker, right? <clears throat> the last thing you want is to go on tilt. Like basketball, JC, we're old basketball players. Um, once somebody gets upset, anger makes you stupid. Yeah. So when I go up there and they get angry, I always am, you know, Mr. Mayor, that's inappropriate. And I'm telling you, they would flip out. Twice they challenged me to a fight, essentially. They, they told me to kiss their foot. <clears throat> and all of this is fantastic evidence in the First Amendment lawsuit. But, you know, you, I mean, it, was, it got to the point where the people in the, in, in the city were so excited because they couldn't do it, right? Because if they try to do it, there's, there's code enforcement coming to their business the next day. I have advertisers that, that rotate over here on my Facebook show. You wouldn't believe how many businesses that I want to advertise with you, but I can't. And so <clears throat> I was able to do what they were afraid to do. And I sort of became a symbol. And what would happen, though, is I would get all kinds of sources. They couldn't go to a restaurant without people snapping a picture of them. And I would do a like a chase site. Right. And, and they knew they couldn't go anywhere. I love it. And, and I mean, I even have sources deep inside City Hall. They they wouldn't believe if they knew who inside City Hall were my close sources. And, you know, it's a, I jokingly call myself the shadow, you know, uh, the old Orson Welles. Who knows what people lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. So I'll post a picture of a shadow of me with a hat. And every time they wonder how I find something out, I'll just post the shadow nose. It, it, it makes them so mad, you wouldn't believe it. But, but when I would go to the meetings, JC, <clears throat> my, my youngest daughter said, Dad, it looks like you're in court. And what she meant, Chris, and you'll, you'll get a kick out of this, it looked like I was a prosecutor. Because I didn't ask them a question I didn't already know the answer to. So I would lead them, I, as you said, uh, JC, they... I didn't call them a jackass, but they made themselves look like one. Chris Ann, you say they classified themselves. Right. And so I give them enough to get them angry by being polite. I ask them questions that if they answer, they're toast. Because I already know the follow-up, right? And it's, it's, it's it, I don't want it to sound nefarious because they're so crooked. And they get away with this stuff for so long. The, the way they go after the business competitors, the way they use their office to line their pockets, the self-dealings, the, the way they bully their employees, it's unbelievable. So I don't feel bad about outsmarting them because one of the things I've learned is most corrupt politicians aren't too bright. Yeah, they're, they're not bright. They're just connected. They, they just have this network and position and, and, and can bludgeon you. A quote by Thomas Sowell, and he said, uh, it's amazing how much panic one honest man can cause among a multitude of hypocrites. Mm -hmm. Amen. One person. But the, the thing is, you can't dabble at it. It took me four years. I lost my job. I lost my income. Chris Ann, you did the same thing years ago. If you really, really want to make a difference like this, you have to be willing to lose everything. Because a, libera a, a, a man who's lost everything is a liberated man. And they took a lot from me. And it just, I just can't live in a world where these bullies get away with it and nobody has the courage to go up there and face off against them. But if we can make them miserable, if we can tell the truth, if we can flip the tortilla and make them follow their own rules, in the long run, we can make a difference. You know what, Bernie? You just reminded me that that we lost income twice. <laughs> like, thanks for rubbing it in. But we actually lost income when I was fired we, uh, for standing up for the right to teach and talk about the Constitution. And then we lost income again from the radio station when I refused to, to, bow, to bow down. To to the good old boys. To bow to the good old boys. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, Bernie, but when I was, uh, after I was, I had quit, is right when they started doing what they did to you. And they had sent me my final paycheck. And I was so angry at the way they were treating you that I signed back my paycheck to them. I mailed it back to the radio station in Tallahassee. And I told them, I don't want your stinking money. 
because I can't believe, I, I can't have money from people who do things like you do. And so we've taken this stand. We know what it is you're talking about, but we know that we're not superheroes either. And we want everybody to be able to do this as well. Now, your voice is a little bit crackly, so I want to give you a chance to give your voice a break. So I want to tell you how we've taken the Bernie Thompson strategy and flipped Hillsborough County in just a matter of weeks. Now, we didn't do what Bernie did. I, I mean, I had the luxury of having a, a hundreds of foot soldiers. Bernie, Bernie didn't have that luxury, but I had the luxury of have, having a hundreds of foot soldiers, and we're on the apocalypse lockdown, so you can't actually show up at the meeting anyway. So the county's emergency planning group was having these weekly meetings, and we started an email and phone campaign. And what we did was I scripted these emails and these phone call messages, and we just bombarded the the group, the emergency planning group members. We about, uh, bombarded the county attorney. One of the group members was the Tampa City mayor, the sheriff of Hillsborough County. Everybody was on the email phone call list. So we had hundreds of people doing this. Now, at first, they ignored us. They didn't pay any attention to us at first. And then they had a, a meeting on a Monday where they passed an order to put the people on curfew and to mandate masks. Well, we just hit them hard. In, in violation of sunshine. In violation of sunshine. That's right. They passed, they passed the order without even having the order written. They said, well, we'll vote to have it now. We'll write it later. And they didn't even have it on the agenda. So there was no opportunity for public comment or anything. Bam. And it was amazing in that meeting how quickly they rushed through that. They knew exactly what they were doing. And we hit them hard. And it was funny, Bernie, because before the next meeting started, it was they couldn't even finish taking roll call before some of the group members were like, I want to make a motion to repeal the curfew. I want to make a motion to repeal the, the masks. Because and, and so, they were made so uncomfortable. They so felt the heat of, of the people they and did. became uncomfortable. They did. And we were actually able to use that email phone campaign based on the persistence uh, and, 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 the, and, and the, the pointed uh, measure of these these. Uh, emails. I actually would transcribe portions of the meeting and throw their words back at them. It drove them mm -hmm. crazy, just like you do, Bernie, throwing their words back at them. And so what I wanted to share with you is some encouragement. Um, we were actually able, within two weeks, to get the emergency planning group who wanted to lock down the entire county, like mandate we stay in our houses and curfews and all this garbage, in two weeks with this campaign, we were able to get the entire group to abandon their whole county safer at home order and simply go with the governor's recommendations. That was huge. And let me, and, and now we've also gotten them to do public comments before each meeting because Sunshine Law requires you have to have public comments yep. before any county meeting. And they weren't doing that. So that was part of what we did. We forced them to have the public comments. And by the way, one of their goals was to upstage the governor. That was, it was a whole yeah. part of it was, well, it was all political. It but was that was like a political. major political push. So it was a total political move. It wasn't about keeping people safe or anything like that. No, it was about... Make, make the governor look bad. How can we upstage the governor? How can we be harder on the people than the governor? How can we be more restrictive on the people than the governor? And so we got them to abandon this. We got them to put this public comment section in. So every before every meeting, they allow 20 minutes of public comment. And each person gets two, mean, two minutes, okay? And so I, I, I decided that, you know, I'm, I'm going to have these public, I'm going to participate in this public meeting. And let me tell you something, Bernie. This is what's amazing. The other day... God speaks to me when I sleep. And the other day when, when I woke up, God, God gave me one phrase, Bernie Thompson. And I knew exactly what he meant. And I knew as I started praying about it and, and, and getting into it that 
He wanted me, God wanted me to use these two minutes in the same style of persistence that Bernie Thompson has been using with his county. And so I know that they're ignoring me. I know that they're not paying attention to me. But my purpose in those two-minute comments is not to necessarily persuade them. I wouldn't be unhappy if I did because I'm speaking to them in facts. I'm speaking to them in law. I'm speaking to them in, you know, in rights issues. But you're speaking to the people. But I'm speaking to the people. So I'm giving a And ramping up pressure minutes. Yes. from the people. I'm giving two minutes of constitutional legal instruction mm -hmm. to the people. And I want you to know, Bernie, it's working. I want to read to you an email that I got. This is somebody I don't even know, okay? This just, this person sent me this to encourage me. She says, I thoroughly enjoy the two minutes of information that you share as, as a public commenter on the EPG meetings of Hillsborough County. I know that Les Miller, now Les Miller is the chairman sure. of the EPG, and he's kind of like the ones that hate you. Every time he has to say my name, he's like, okay, Chris Ann Hall, what do you have to say? And other people who call in for public comments, the, the board members will talk to them. They have like a discussion. Nobody ever discusses anything <laughs> with me. Nobody ever does. So, see, she says, I know that Les Miller and some of the others ignore what you say, but the public who is listening Learn what they never knew, especially yesterday when you quoted from the Florida Constitution uh, that informed us that the governor's orders and the governor's and the EPG's orders are not law and should not be enforced. So I want you to know that this is the this is the encouragement that comes from the inspiration of Bernie Thompson. Wow. That's beautiful. And I'll tell you this, Chrisanne, uh, they ignored me, too, and they should have kept ignoring me. But their anger got the best of them because when they ignored me, um, you know, it. Gandhi said this. And and this is a great thing to remember, because it feels like I, I felt puny for so long. But Gandhi said, first, they ignore you and then they laugh at you. Then they fight you and then you win. I'm somewhere between the fighting and winning stage, yeah. but they ignored me for a very long time. Then they mocked me and laughed at me. Oh, feel the burn. Ha, ha, ha. But I'll say this, too. After I would go speak and give my public comments, I would take that. I would take the video from their source and I would clip it and I would post it. And then I would maybe even clip their reactions to it. And so everybody couldn't wait until the after the meeting when the when my when my video would come out. Well, they hated the videos, right? Because I just turned the camera on them. I mean, they said it, right? Um, the emailing works. It's so important to email City Hall because then they have a stack of records. And if 15 people say, please don't do something, and they do it anyway, it really helps later on. So emails are very important in our approach. Here's another one, public record requests. If people knew how easy it was, to do public record, I, I send one every day almost. They have a whole, they have a, a whole legal team now reviews mine, um, which is part of the lawsuit. But all you do is, it's this easy. In the subject line, public record request. Dear city clerk, so-and-so, may I please get uh, all the documents and emails from so-and-so to so-and-so during this time frame? And you wouldn't believe the stress that causes them every single day. And so when the, the mayor and the councilman decided they didn't want to run again, it's incredible because now we have a friendlier city council. And a lot of people think it's because the new mayor beat the contender. That's not why we have a new mayor. We have a new mayor because the last corrupt mayor didn't want another day. For 200 days, for 200 days in the last year of office, he would count down during the meetings. I only have 198 days left and we would laugh like hell. But this is important too. I want to say this. It's important to have fun with it because like you said, when you walk in, the shoulders go up, they get tense. That's where we got them, right? All we did was walk in as citizens. I, I'm going to, I'm going to step, I'm going to grab something. I want to show you what I did. I started to record the meetings with my phone. So when I walked in and the meeting started, this is what they saw. If he talked, I did this. If he talked, I did this. It put so much stress on them because they knew I was going to take one clip. But 
I'm going to show you something. Here, here's what I brought with me. <clears throat> I, would, I wouldn't want to just, I didn't want to just hold my phone like this, right? So I wanted to have a stabilizer, you know, a stabilizer device. Well, when I found this one, it was too perfect. This became, you can get these in any store in Panama City Beach, but this particular one <laughs> came, it's a stabilizer. And so I would walk in with this thing, this obnoxious looking thing, swinging my arm, and my sweetheart would say, can't you just like put it in a bag and then take it out? I said, no, babe. <laughs> We're walking in with this. I'm walking in, you know, I sit down in the front row, I start extending it and they get stressed out. They can't even talk. I start attaching it here and I start aiming it at them. This became known as the object of fear. When we would go to the council meeting, baby, did you get the object of fear? Oh yeah, we got it. All I had to do was walk into city hall. If I'd never even put my phone on this, it was like Pavlov's response. Know, it stressed right? them out immensely. So have, have fun with it, you know, have a little fun with it and put them on display, their own words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's great, Bernie, but I will correct you with one thing. Uh, you are still in the fight, but you've already won. What you're doing every day is a win. The victory manifests itself every day when you walk through the town and, and the people are calling him Che. The victory is when you come in with the, what did he call that? <laughs> what did you call that object thing? Of fear. The object of fear. And they react immediately. The victory has come because you have a mayor and a city councilman who said, because of Bernie Thompson, I am not going to, uh, I'm not going to run anymore. You know, uh, you said, you said you, it's in you. You have to fight the bully. See, that's the victory. That is who you are. And I think that's why you and I, we, we became friends so quickly at the radio station because we have that kindred spirit. You know, I have that. I'm going to defend the people and I'm going to, I'm going to go against the bully. JC will tell you, when I was in the army, they called me the dragon slayer. So I, t it didn't matter your rank or your position. I took, it was just in me. I had to do it. And I think that the victory is not just simply in what you see every day, but the victory is doing what God has called you to do. And the victory is that you have been called to be a David and you are fulfilling that calling. It, it means so much to me, Chris Ann, because I don't, this isn't what I do. It's what I am. Right. And, 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 and that's so true. I'm, I'm telling you, it's true. And some people say, well, Bernie, what difference can you make? You know, you're not going to change things. The country's going downhill. You're not going to stop it. And, and even if they're right, even if they're right, you know what my answer is? That does not absolve me from doing all I can. All I can. It, whether we win or not, in the end, is not, that's not my thing. I have no control of that. What I have control of is doing all I can. So when my daughters, who are now 17 and 16, one day say, Daddy, what did you do when this was happening? I can say I did all I can, baby. You know, Bernie, I, I believe that you've already changed the world. Because we don't change the world by, by sweeping global policies. We don't change the world by creating national uh, culture changes. No, make change where you are. One person at a time. You're right. One geographical location at a time, you've made Panama City a better place. And that should be the goal of every person. I think part of the, the problem that we have in America is everybody, JC and I talk about this all the time, Bernie, everybody is so focused on the national scene where you don't really have that control. You can take charge and you can change things by eliminating corrupt government at the local level. And eliminating corrupt government is what every activist should be charged with. Well, that's how, that's how you make global change. If everyone's making local change, then it becomes global change. So if we were you, to, you can't start from the top down. You gotta start from the bottom so up. So if we were to issue a challenge to the people, 
get get your mayor to quit. Yeah. <laughs> the Bernie <laughs> make Tommy your challenge. mayor quit. Make your quit. Make your county sheriff. You know, don't make, you don't have to make them quit, but make them change. Our, make them quit. <laughs> then you can put the right guy in there. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, but I'm the educator, JC. So that's that's my heart. I'm working on our sheriff. I know that red flag Chad. I'm working to make him quit. You're working to make him quit. I and and if he won't, he red flag Chad doesn't seem to be willing to be open to real, you know, learning moments or constitutional moments with we me. That I'm trying, but um, you know, we also have to challenge people to take a stand. And well, if, if you can't do, you know, everything Bernie's doing, right, right. You, you can still be involved. Right, exactly. And if you can't, if you're one of those business owners that can't take and make a stand because you'll lose your licensing or you'll lose your, your, your whatever, your, your lease, then you need to be the people that support the people that are taking a stand. Because like Bernie said, you know, you, you lost everything. And it takes money to have an office building. It takes money to to run a daily show it takes money to do the things that need to be do done for activism so if you can't do support those who will that you're doing for others yes. by the way yeah exactly so you're you're lifting up other people in support and and you're participating we always call it say partner with us mm -hmm. you're partnering partnering with the activists when you lift them up with your support and we appreciate the verbal support. We appreciate the emails, but, you know, we can't buy office space with emails and verbal support. So there's always something that people can do. And I know Bernie would appreciate everybody's support. Chrisanne, can I tell you how creative some people have become? Because this is not my home. This, this is actually my office. This is my place of business. And it takes a lot for me to keep this going, right? I mean, to have sponsors. Well, here's how creative some people got. I do rotate ads over my shoulder during my Facebook show. And so I, I charge $250 a month if somebody wants to run an ad. And I've got these wonderful sponsors, a window tinting company, an air conditioning company. Well, one person said, I'm too scared to put my business up there. But instead, I still want to give you $250 a month for what you do. But we got to create something else. So do you remember the gong show? And do you remember the unknown comic yes. with the paper bag over his face? Well, we created, uh, I wish I could put it on over my shoulder for you, but we created an ad that is the unknown comic with the paper bag, but we changed it into a patriot, and it's the unknown patriot. So I have a rotating ad that says the unknown patriot. So even if people are too afraid to have their businesses attacked, they can come up with creative ways to support you. Amen. Hey, Bernie, tell everybody how they find you, what, all your social media, how do they find your radio show, how do they follow you? So on Facebook, it's just the Bernie Thompson Show, spelled like that, the right way. That's the right Bernie spelling, by the way. <laughs> or um, you, know, you can hear the radio show every night from 6 to 8 p.m. Central to, uh, Eastern Time, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time every night at talk103fm.com, talk103fm.com. You can listen live. And I know you used to you share your uh, appearances at, at the city council and all that. You had these videos. You, you still have... You have a YouTube channel, right? Can, can people go to your YouTube channel and watch those videos? I have a YouTube channel. Um, it, it's not, I mean, I'm active. I'm, I'm getting more active. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of followers. I only have like 300 followers. But yes, if you want to see how I would address the city council, just go to the Bernie Thompson show on YouTube and grab some popcorn. And I promise you'll enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hilarious. And it's, it's education and inspiration. And, and, you know, people ask us all the time, uh, you know, how, how do we do these things? What do we do? And, and it's, it's hard to put into words and describe uh, the, the way you go about what you do. But that way people can, people can watch it, see you in action, uh, get ideas, get inspiration, and, and be entertained. So check it out. Bernie, Ber the Bernie Thompson Show. Show on YouTube. And, and you said something to me before, uh, I think we were talking on the phone and, and, and you said, uh, you know, it has to be who you are, not just what you do 
or, or else you're, you'll quit. But you can, you can do this every day and you do what you do every day because it's who you are. My, my sweetheart and I are watching um, uh, a tele, old television show called Justified. And it, it's a great show, by the way, Justified. And in the show Justified, the hero is a, uh, a deputy U.S. marshal. And he's a lot like us. And yesterday on the show, he said something that I wrote down on my notes. He said, did you not wake up this morning thinking that this was just another opportunity to ruin a bad guy's day? He said, did you not just wake up? It's another opportunity to ruin a bad guy's day. That's how I wake up. And it was just beautiful. Man, I can't think of a better way to end that. That, just, that's Bernie. Yeah. That's Bernie, folks. Bernie, man, we appreciate you being on. Uh, God bless you, man. I hope to hope to get you back on the show sometime. But you guys, you guys need to check out Bernie Thompson, my dear friend. Go to his YouTube channel. Check out the Facebook page. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Wake up every day to make a bad guy's day miserable. You know, we have great people that we've plugged in with that are activists. Bernie Thompson. Uh, who has his strategy to make mayors quit. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Nicole Virgil mm -hmm. in, in Arlington Heights, which is a suburb of Chicago of all places, yep. who's taken on the tyrants of her city council, you know, she, for at-home gardening. Uh, we have people all over that are taking on their local governments, and they're teaching us how to do this. And you know what, JC? I'm, I'm listening to Bernie, and I'm thinking about all these things, and I'm thinking what we did in Hillsborough County. There is, there is one magic ingredient. What's that? Persistence. True. It is absolutely persistence. If what you do, you don't keep doing it, then it's, then, then it's all for naught. It's, it's, you go all the way to the end. Or you, or you don't go at all. And he, it's a waste of time any other way. He was in every city council meeting for four straight years and filming and then taking that, making clips, publishing, talking about these guys. And I mean, just, just targeting and really shining a light on them, just dragging them into the sunlight uh, unwillingly. Oh yeah, using their own words against them. You know, he's, yep. he, what did he tell us? We, he, they they threaten and when he said they threatened to fight me, he's talking about on the record sitting, sitting in, in their the, council in the seat. city council meeting. <laughs> I'm gonna fight you. Yeah. You know you want to fight. I I mean I seriously. That, JC always goes. I wish he would. I wish a brother would. <laughs> yeah. no, I wish a brother would. So I. Well, think it's good stuff. Inspirational man. Absolutely inspirational. Uh, you know, but JC, it is education that drives all of this. How right. do you know corruption if you don't have the standard? Right. How do you know what government's supposed to do if you don't know uh, what they're not supposed to do? And that's why LibertyFirstUniversity.com is so important. You see, it's not just government on the federal level that we talk about at LibertyFirstUniversity.com. We talk about government at every level, right. about the origins of liberty, the standard of liberty, and that the obligation is, as the Declaration of Independence says, that the, the job of every government is to secure the rights of the people. If you don't know what your rights are, how are you going to defend them? How are you going to defend them if you can't define them? And how are you going to know when the people are not doing that the way they're supposed to be doing that? So, yep. LibertyFirstUniversity.com. Sign up. ChrisAnnHall.com. Get educated. We have books. We have downloadable videos. So you yeah. don't have a DVD player anymore, right? Nobody has a DVD player anymore. You can go to ChrisAnnHall.com to the store and you can download the training. The, the yep. videos. Absolutely. The training videos. You can do that. Learn yeah. not to bow. Learn not to bow. Gun, GodGunsLiberty.com is our... Uh, T-shirt shop. Remember, if you can't, if if you don't have the time, or maybe you don't, you're not the kind of person that can stand up and say what Chris Ann, JC, and Bernie says. Why don't you wear it? Let your right? clothes do the talking. Let your clothes do the talking, and then it's a mutually beneficial relationship. You're out being an activist. You're an activist billboard everywhere you go. But you don't, and then you're also supporting what we do as well. So let us let us help you be an activist billboard. 
Amen. as you walk around. And it works because JC people come up to us all the time. They love the Got Liberty t-shirt. Me too. People love the Got Liberty. Oh, that's great. You know what other t-shirt they love? Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over personality. It's a good one. I, lo I, love the, that. I love the Liberty Attic. Oh, yeah. That one too. It's my favorite. That one gets a lot. Well, thank you to Bernie Thompson for joining us today. Thank you for all of you with your, your patience with us today and our, our sound problems and what we do. But we are in it for the fight and in it to the end. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.